At Exposure Ninja, we love working with our super large clients and help them eke out dominating growth in their spaces. But we also are really proud of the work that we do with some of our smaller clients. And today, we're going to be going behind the scenes of a campaign for a client that we've worked with uh, for a while now. We've helped them grow from six figures a year to six figures a month. And this business is over in the States. They're an e-commerce site. And we implement a whole bunch of stuff that we talk about every week on the Exposure Ninja channel. So if you love hearing about a growth story, you love hearing about some of the principles that we talk about being applied and understanding the impact that this can have on businesses and lives, stay tuned. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm founder of Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency and we help our clients get more leads and sales online. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about today. We're going to be looking at a case study example of an e-commerce business that we've worked with over in the States, helping them grow from six figures per year to six figures per month. And whilst they're on the smaller side of the clients that we typically work with at Exposure Ninja, we're incredibly proud to be able to bring this level of digital marketing to businesses of this size, and it's incredibly rewarding to see the results. Let's go. Golf Course Lawn is an e-commerce store focused on selling lawn care products. When we first started working with them, the site had limited amount of content and no clear content strategy at all. The founder, Ron, was getting traffic to the site through his YouTube channel, which is fantastic. He shares his knowledge and his passion for creating beautiful lawns. And we thought there was an opportunity to replicate that in organic search, tapping into some large search volumes for the sorts of phrases we thought the business should be targeting. Now, growing qualified traffic, that's the big thing, right? And getting more traffic is one thing, but actually having traffic that is, that is looking for what you know, we would do on the golf course lawn store is completely different. And really, that's the main theme of the success story, creating content for the sorts of people that might want to buy Golf Course Lawns products. If you watch this channel a lot, you'll know that sharing informational educational content that matches what your audience is looking for is both a great way to build credibility, but also to drive mountains of organic traffic to your site as well. So that's exactly what we wanted to do here. Of course, the first stage is always keyword research. We need to understand what sorts of phrases people are searching for. And this includes identifying keywords at different stages of the customer journey or marketing funnel. Some people will always arrive on a website because they know exactly what they need and they're just searching to buy it. Great, we won those visitors. But it's important to remember that not everyone who is an ideal customer knows exactly what they should be searching for. So we need to make sure we got visibility amongst broader terms as well. Working with the team has helped me to appreciate that, yeah, I mean, you know, while, it, while it'd be nice that you know everyone came to the stores just ready to buy, there are a number of people that have never heard about you, have never heard about lawn care, just are just trying to get their grass looking good. And so writing content that necessarily wouldn't be at the level or as detailed as I would have I've done it, but is really speaking to people where they are. Like that, that is something that that was different about the approach. And I've come to appreciate, right? That, you know, not everything has to be, you have this particular weed in your lawn, use this herbicide to get rid of it. It can be something along more along the lines of here's why you have problems with weeds weeds in your lawn. Here's like the high level why this time of year this happens and you know so that it's more of an educational massive online learning platform masterclass are the masters of this they have tons of content on their website they target and have content optimized to rank for a whole bunch of terms that 
you might think have very little to do with their business. For example, they're ranking top of Google for Creme Fresh. The page that ranks for this is all about Creme Fresh and how to make it. But there are calls to action throughout the page, encouraging people to take cooking classes with Masterclass. So Masterclass is really taking a bit of a gamble here. They're casting a really broad net, knowing full well that not everyone searching for Creme Fresh is going to be a potential Masterclass sign-up, but that a reasonable percentage of them could be persuaded to take cooking classes on the Masterclass platform and sign up for a membership. So it's important to remember that when you're designing your content strategy, you don't just want to target people that are searching for exactly what it is that you do, but you also want to target the problems or related things that they might be searching for, which could indicate that they're a potential customer. And that's exactly what we did for Golf Course Lawn. Not every Golf Course Lawn customer is maybe looking for lawn care tips, but they might be searching for things like how to remove weeds. So if your traffic isn't growing at the speed that you'd like, then taking a broader approach can make sense. Now you might not want to go as broad as Masterclass, they're investing a huge amount in this content, but consider all the searches that a potential customer might make, particularly the ones just before they really know what to look for. We also set a really strong foundation for this campaign with some in-depth competitor research. It's really important to understand what your competitors are doing in search and what you're going to be up against. Remember that SEO is essentially a zero-sum game. If you're going to be increasing your traffic, you're going to need to steal it from someone else. So when it comes to SEO, we're having a look to see what competitors are ranking for and what sort of content they're publishing to get those rankings. We can use this to enhance our own keyword research, identify other keywords that we might want to target, but also think about the content gaps we might have on the site we're working on, which we're going to need to fill if we're going to beat the incumbents. And sometimes this competitor analysis can bring up some surprises. We might expect a certain keyword to be best served by a product page, for example. But when we have a look on Google, we see actually that competitors are winning by serving blog or knowledge pages instead. There's no real shortcut to doing this work. The key is just to search around on Google, spend some time having a look at the sort of pages that you're competing against. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I know that you know SEO takes time. It's not an instant thing. We both know that. And I know you know that the payoff is eventually worth it. But that doesn't mean that the wait is fun. You may even have days where you question our sanity. Investing in SEO and content marketing can feel like a big risk because you're putting the work in before you see the results coming out. Sure, you'll see those rankings start to tick up, but until you're really ranking prominently, you're unlikely to see big increases in traffic, conversions or revenue. The ability to hold your nerve in these situations and keep going knowing that the results will come can often be the simple differentiator between those who bail too early and those who actually see it through and get the results that they deserve. There have been times where we've thought that a particular keyword will be best served with an informational page, but actually we've seen that most of the competitors for this term are ranking product pages, for example. Outside of work and business, like something that I do is um, I do martial arts, right? So a lot of it is delayed gratification. Like you just, you, you do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And over time it gets better. And for mm -hmm. some people that, that can be off-putting the, the fact that you don't get the immediate gratification. But for me, again, just my mindset, that's an advantage because to your point, yeah. many people aren't going to do that. They don't, they want, I put the, I put the money in this month. I want to see a result next month. If I, but if I can say that, Hey, I put the money in for six months, but then you know, I'm going to get growth that people that can't see the course are going to get like that. I am very much a long game type person, you know, so I'm completely fine with it.
So to start putting all of this research into action, we first started fixing up existing copy on the site and adding a whole bunch of new copy onto some of the key pages. Of course, when you're creating or optimizing pages, you also need to make sure the page titles and meta descriptions and all that sort of straightforward SEO one-on-one -on -one stuff is handled as well. Although having called it SEO 101 stuff, how many times do we see big businesses where their home page title is still home? BBC, I'm looking at you. It's been 10 years, you still haven't changed it. Of course, we're not just optimizing Meta for Google, we're also optimizing Meta to make sure we're getting those clicks when searchers see our pages in the search results. This is keywords in your page title, and this is good quality meta descriptions that tell people exactly what to expect when they get on the page. We refine the page copy across the site to make sure that we're including target keywords whilst not stuffing or making that copy feel unnatural. And of course, we worked with Ron to make sure that the key marketing messages were shown on every single page of the site. This is important not from an SEO perspective, but from a conversion perspective. We need to make sure that when people land on this site, they have as much information as they need to make that purchase decision. Now talking about having enough page copy and using good quality copywriting on your pages sounds so basic, but so many businesses don't value this. They don't put enough energy in this area. I'm on a Lululemon product page and Lululemon is a very successful business, but from an SEO perspective and from a sales perspective, their product page copy is far from ideal. Firstly, there's hardly any of it, and it doesn't go into anywhere near as much detail as their best salesperson would if they were talking on the shop floor to a great potential customer. In total, we've got three bullet points and one very short paragraph, and that's about it. We don't get any copy that's designed to sell us really on what makes this product better than something else which might cost a fraction of the price. So they're relying on people already having a relationship with the brand, and that is going to be missing out on potential sales here. But it's not just those lost sales. Remember, if Google is seeing people hitting a page like this and then bouncing back off to search to continue their hunt for a product, that's an indication that this page isn't serving the user's needs. So what we really want to do is if someone lands on your pages, we want to keep them there for as long as possible and preferably get them to the conversion because that tells Google that this is a page which is meeting the searcher's needs. If we compare this with a standard Gymshark product page, we actually see that Gymshark is doing a bit of a better job. Firstly, they've got more images so you can see the product in more different contexts, which is going to keep someone on the page longer. But they also have better copy. They have more detailed bullet points and they have a bit more explanation about some of the benefits rather than the features of this product. Sure, they could be better. They could be more detailed. The best Gymshark salesperson would do a much better job of selling this product than the copy is. But the fact that they have more information on these product pages gives them a better chance of ranking these pages on Google, all else being equal. So no matter the size of your business, it's vital that you treat your pages with the right amount of respect, include good quality copy in enough detail to really convince people to buy. This isn't just an SEO exercise. You're not just adding content for the sake of it. You're adding the content that you need in order to sell someone on why they should buy from you. This means also that you're going to be talking in your customer's language, and that means using the sorts of keywords they have in their mind in your copy. In a natural way, you're not keyword stuffing or anything like that, but by talking in their language, you've got a much better chance of ranking for the sorts of searches they're going to be making. All right, so all this stuff laid a good foundation for the golf course lawn campaign, but what happened next? 
Well, before we go through that, you know what time it is. It's time for me to tell you about the Exposure Ninja free website and marketing review. But today, let me hand over to Ron because he's actually had one of these. Ron, over to you. The guidance that was given in that free video was really enough that you know I could have handed that off to the developer and done some improvements and made things better. Um, but I thought to myself, well, this is the free stuff. Like, what is the you know what happens if I actually sign on with them? All right. So at this point, we've fixed up the golf course lawn website copy. But that alone isn't enough to increase organic traffic 615% and triple sales. So what was next? And I was new to the process. I was new to the whole to the entire idea of, of SEO and how you methodically go about producing a good result. So especially for the first two months where it's optimizations, interviews, this kind of thing, and not much content is getting written yet. It's kind of like, you know, when we start writing content, but then it made sense because once we started, it was, you know, the fire hose is open and it's been great since then. Well, if you've watched Exposure Ninja videos for a while, you'll know we're big fans of adding massive content sections to websites. Whether you call these knowledge bases, content hubs, encyclopedias of knowledge, doesn't really matter. And this strategy works whatever you're selling, software, e-com, service, lead gen, anything. And Google loves to rank this sort of bolt-on encyclopedia. So you've got your regular website and then you've got this huge content thing which you stick to your website, Google absolutely loves it because it's great content. It answers all the customer questions that you might possibly get. Our content team here at Exposure Ninja are a pretty flexible bunch. We've written about all sorts of topics from hardcore legal to medical device manufacture. So when we're writing for a lawn care site, does this mean that we have to become world experts in the technical detail of lawn care and fertilizers? Well, no. Sometimes we have to go really in depth in a particular topic, but the most important thing to remember is that we need to keep our tone right for the target customer. And this target customer didn't have deep technical knowledge of lawn care. They were relatively new to this space. So if we went too technical, we would risk alienating them. You get to realize that you are not your customer. Like you, you think you, like you know more about the business, you know about your industry than the customer, than the customer does. And, and you are not, you're not your, your avatar. So working with the team, again, you guys are all very good at, at content marketing, very good at SEO, but I mean, as far as being experts of lawn care, not, not as much. So the perspective you brought is a, you know, it's, it's, it, I think better represents my avatar than a lot of the content I would write myself. So. That's good. We decided to create a lot of educational content about lawns. Some of this was in long form blogs around things like how to create stripes in your lawn. But we also made a monster knowledge base full of different types of guides all about every imaginable topic on how to care for your lawn. Now your goal with a strategy like this is really to provide the ultimate resource. Imagine that you're creating a course for your target customer. But instead of selling this course, you're just publishing it free on your website. Don't worry, you'll get enough traffic for this to more than pay off. Now, one company that is a master of this and does it at a scale that really very few can handle is HubSpot. And they have this massive content section on their website targeting anything to do with customers, sales, marketing, productivity, or any topic that comes within 100 miles of CRM software. A bit like the Creme Fresh Masterclass example earlier, they're banking on a percentage of the visitors to some of these blogs being potential HubSpot customers, if not now, in the future. But like we were saying about matching your target audience's knowledge level, HubSpot understands this. They've identified that not everybody knows they need a CRM software. They might be searching for something else which might seem unrelated, 
but could turn into a CRM software need later on. I'm looking at an article here about 75 small business ideas for anyone who wants to run their own business. Well, this is playing the long game, right? They're offering a free download of a business startup kit so that they can collect the email address of these people starting a company, hoping that over time they can build a relationship and sell them HubSpot. And you might be thinking, well, that's quite a reach, Tim. And yes, but once this content is produced, all of those subsequent signups are free because HubSpot isn't paying for this traffic. So they can afford to wait weeks, months, years, even a decade if they needed to. But HubSpot also creates content that isn't even around CRM software. Instead, they think about the profiles of the people who might purchase the software in the target companies, and they create the sort of guides that those people might find useful. For example, they've got a whole blog about customer service. Here's an article about customer sentiment aimed at those customer service people who want to learn more about customer sentiment. Why is HubSpot doing this? Because they have a service component to their CRM. They know they can sell some of these customer service type people on the CRM software. Now, of course, you can't just have this content. You need to actually do something with the people who land on it in order to turn them into future customers. The CTA here is seven free customer journey map templates. And of course, you have to fill in your email address to get that, which means HubSpot can then tag you as being interested in customer journey and customer sentiment type stuff so they can tailor their pitches to you based on your interests and your specific needs and job role. Now, it's really important that they didn't just go straight into a pitch for the CRM software here because that's not what the person was looking for. But just by knowing that this person is in customer service and they are interested in customer sentiment, they know that person can be a potential customer of their product in the future. Contrast that with this article I'm looking at, the best 10 qualitative data analysis software platforms in 2023. Well, this is someone who is going to be a little bit closer to the purchase point because they're actually searching for qualitative data analysis software platforms. So it makes sense that the pitch here wouldn't be a guide, it would actually be get customer feedback software, and it's inviting people to get a demo of HubSpot. So by taking this approach, which we've used on Golf Course Lawn, and you can see in action across the web, you take your website from just being focused on selling your product or service to providing a huge amount of information to your potential customers, knowing that this is going to both bring you traffic and also give you credibility in the eyes of those searchers. It's basically going from having just an e-commerce store to having a media property with an e-commerce store attached to it. And that means more traffic, more email signups and more revenue. And doing this with Golf Course Lawn meant a 615% increase in monthly organic visitors and a tripling of revenue year on year. That's not bad, is it? I've had some friends that also have e-commerce stores and they've, I've told them about Exposure Ninja. And they said, well, you know, that's, you know, the amount of money you're spending is quite expensive. I said, well, as it is, but it isn't, right? Because I could not hire someone that does all these different things. If I had a full-time employee and I paid them when I'm paying you guys, there's no way they're going to be able to have all those skill sets it for that for that price. So if you look at it from that perspective, you have subject matter experts in all these different areas. It's really a bargain. And we did this by following all of the advice that you see us sharing every week on the Exposure Ninja videos and in our podcasts. And of course, we can implement all of this for you too. Go to ExposureNinja.com, request your free website review, and let's get talking. And of course, remember what Ron said and what we've said for years about SEO and content marketing. This stuff takes time. But if you follow the plan, if you do exactly what you need to do and you keep on working at it, keep on putting that time in, keep on putting the budget in, you will get the rewards eventually.